0: Because these waveforms look like garbage Um Garbage Oh god, he's gone full walking Gar- Garbage I can't, see if I try, I can't do it Yeah Garbage <laughs> Stop <laughs> These, but they're bad Okay, well it, it Alright, look they're better looking better now, okay. now that we've actually started talking So That's I'm just good. gonna trust that it's good Welcome to Creature Crunch the podcast where we take a monster, put it on a deserted island alone to survive, and call it therapy. My name is Matt, and I am under so many lawsuits. And we had a request um, by my amazing partner, who loves to torture me. You and okay, love. Well, she loves to torture us. Excuse yeah. me. I, I I think I was involved in this. You were involved a little bit. Um, when she so she watched this movie. Why? I don't know, but immediately after watching the movie, she came to me laughing and said, I have a request for you. (laughs) I, because, based off of that interaction, I honestly thought I was going to hate this, like, I knew I was going to hate this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to hate it for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. And I am more pissed that it isn't the reason that I was hoping for. Yeah, I was convinced like when I started this up that I was going to hate it because it was going to be racist. <laughs> <And> <laughs> racist, bad acting, just bad just bad in general. Yeah. But no. It's boring. It's very boring and I, my thing is I couldn't get over the general conceit introduced at the start of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that no, that's that was such the, a huge the, hurdle for me. It's just like <laughs> the yeah Why? no I have I have notes um we'll we'll talk about that as, during the episode but the the whole premise of the movie is to say it's flawed is uh <laughs> is is I think underselling it yeah. a bit. This um, was so after after watching the movie I found a, a an in-depth review somebody wrote about it. Okay. And they compared it a lot to Sweetheart, which is an obvious Well that that was the comparison I made when I read the synopsis right, at the right. end of the last it's, episode. It's and, and they released very close to each other. Okay. So and they're both Bloomhouse productions. Right, so yeah. So it's impossible to draw the parallel. Not it's impossible not to draw the parallel. Exactly. Um the reviewer said that they honestly think that uh whichever movie you watch first is the movie you will prefer. I cannot imagine that reality. No. <laughs> like this, like, Sweetheart is slow-paced, but yeah. to me, it has good tension. And, and at least, like, when it's being slow, like, the footage it's taking of the islands looks pretty. This makes these islands look, or this island look like It's generic. Nothing. Yeah. It's generic. Um, You don't have any of those sweeping shots. Like, I had no idea how big this island was. Mm-hmm. Like, it, later in the, eventually in the movie, um, our main character even says he's explored the entirety of the island, but you have no idea how. Uh, yeah, he did well, that off camera. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so, uh, yeah, this was a uh, this movie released direct to video. Uh, mm-hmm. We watched it for free on YouTube, which is always a good sign <laughs> when it's a, when it's available on YouTube, not only with ads because you know some some uh, distributors release their movies on YouTube free with ads, uh-huh. but when there is the full version of the movie uploaded without ads. And it comes before the version with ads, <laughs> and it hasn't been taken down. Yeah, you know you're in for a treat. Yeah, you you know things are about to get good. Like I I, I have a website that I I punch in the web the movies names and it'll tell me where I can right, find the yeah. movies. And I did that with this one, and it was like you can rent it for two ninety nine on YouTube. And I was just like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, or I could just watch it on <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Yeah. I was Like, all right, let's hop in on two over different versions. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, not a good movie. No. Uh, I cannot recommend it. No. Like I said, it's it's not even a so. It's it's one of those grievous mistakes where it's not even a so bad. It's good movie. Yeah. It's just boring and yeah. nothing. Um, like it, the biggest comparison I can make it to isn't even uh, Big Legend. It's Rogue. Yeah, and at least Rogue had a big lizard in it, and big lizards are neat. Yeah, yeah. The, this the, had the, the creature. Nothing. The creature looked neat, and you had. Well, I mean, it was a big, big, well, yeah, and, and, and yeah. at least in Rogue, you had fun accents that you could listen to. And, yeah, the acting and... wasn't terrible in Rogue, no. like for the most part. There was a and few it... people who were bad, but like at least it, like the characters talked like people, people. for the most and, part. For the most part, like and I didn't it's... like what they were saying, but and some of, and some of the characters were relatively charismatic. Right. Yeah. They had they had clear, distinct personalities. In this movie, I don't think the acting is bad. <sighs> because there is no personality in any of these characters no, no. they are just so flat <laughs> yeah but um, yeah so I, I cannot recommend it mm-hmm. I cannot recommend this at all um, but if you want to check it out it's it's on YouTube it's, it's on YouTube for free do it <laughs> like I I got so bored in this that I I stopped the movie for a moment and like went over to the settings to see if I can increase the speed of it <laughs> yeah, and it said no. It oh. just said speed no. <laughs> and I was like, fucking, give me this. This this movie is eighty five minutes long, and it felt like three hours. It's it's long. It, it was not a it was not a fun sit. Like I I stopped at one point to go eat dinner. Uh huh. And I was gone for dinner for a long time. I was gone for dinner for like two hours. And I came back and I was like, well, maybe it's gonna do one of those things where like. You know, it fucks up and won't play anymore or tries to replay. And I could just tell Matt, whoops, I couldn't finish the movie. I'll have to go off a year. dose. I won't be able to finish it because I was like halfway through the movie at that point. And no, it it stayed right where it was and was perfectly fine with me starting the movie again and. Just to torment me. (laughs) So. Yeah, it's 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 rough. (laughs) And there are so many jump scares. There bad are jump really, scares. Really, really bad jump scares. Um, Involving monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Which, which really adds credence to the idea like, oh, this is going to be racist as shit. Ex- well, but it wasn't. <laughs> like, I was so done with this movie from the opening credit sequence where it starts showing those Polaroids. And it's like, oh, here's some missionaries in foreign exotic land. And. Like, they're playing with the, the, the native natives. people. Yeah, yeah. And they're and then he gets that one Polaroid where it's like, here's the little girl and a bunch of native people wearing offensive masks. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, no, Look this these... is going to be yeah. a lot. So, yeah, my very first note was, I wonder how racially insensitive this movie is going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. And the answer was surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Um... So, I mean, I, honestly, honestly, like, we compl- we're complaining about it, but honestly, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> like, no, that's that is a like... very good thing, but, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but for it to have been racially insensitive, it would have had to have something going on. Yeah, we would have had something... <laughs> to... Not just something to talk about, there would have been something in something the movie. Something in the movie, and... And there is nothing. This is such a nothing of a nothing. <laughs> it's so nothing. All right, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in. Um... I don't care about spoilers. Neither, no. neither should you. No. Uh, here we go. So oh, I have to ask. Yes. Has Blue bumper always been that dumb? I, I have don't not. remember it being like it was a different bumper that I'm used to seeing for Blue because it's usually just the one where it's like, oh, we're in a house, and then it just fades to to Bloomhouse Productions, right? And in this one, it was like, here's a really bad haunted house movie. It's <laughs> like I thirty seconds long. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But I didn't pay I, that I don't close attention. Remember that one? And but I haven't watched a whole lot of Bloomhouse shit, so I don't know. Who knows? Um. So yeah this this movie was uh, <laughs> yeah. What did you find out about this? Was there anything? There's a little bit. You'd actually be surprised. So it was directed by Frank Calphoon, uh, who didn't hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, I'm shocked. Some of the things he has done, he he helped. He directed uh, Amityville: The Awakening. I don't know which one that is. There's like a million Amityville movies. I don't know. They he talked about that in the Flophouse recently. And he he was he acted in Piranha 3D. Oh, good. Um, 3D or or double D. 3D. 3D. So the one from the, like, 80s? Uh, no, no, from the, from 2010. Oh! According to this. He played Deputy Green. I never watched that one, so. Neither have I. Anyway, so that's who that is. So that's who directed this movie. Okay. Um, the writer has, uh, about the same amount of writing chops. Uh, his, uh, okay, it was co-written by uh, a man named David, uh, Cogshall. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Cogshall, probably, uh, and the director as well. It was co-written by David Cogshall and the director. Well, yeah, you need um, multiple people to write something like this. Right. Um, and it looks like uh, Mr. Cogshaw has... Uh, he's got a few writing chops, About, like I said, about the same amount of, as directing as the uh, director had. Um, and mostly in TV, including Scream, the TV series. I've heard good things, actually. So, I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. Um, I think it got, it, it's already been canceled, but... I don't know. I wait, I wonder what Scream TV that was. From what uh, what year? Uh 2015? Okay, no, that's the bad one. Never mind. <laughs> the more recent so... one I've heard is pretty good. But anyway, um so yeah, that's those are our that's our like creative talent behind the movie. Yeah. Um I I always feel bad about like dagging on movies like this because nobody sets out to make a bad movie. No you're right. I I mean, no, you're right. You're right. The goal is never to make a bad movie. People want to make the best movie they can make within their means. Like even I I have to imagine like James Wan and and people like that were doing like wanted had a vision and they wanted to see that vision realized. I would have to disagree at certain points, but I I see where you're going with this. So but I can't imagine these guys were like, we're gonna make just a like a bad movie that people are gonna rag on. They, They wanted to make a, a horror movie right right and they that, did not succeed at this yeah i mean i would argue that there there are two goals when making a movie you either have the i mean there are people who are trying to create something good mm-hmm. or trying to say make something that will sell yeah um and i would i would agree with you that this is probably one of the former this was intended to be good yeah yeah so yeah no i do feel bad but at the same time do something with your movie, like that. Like I said, it's just such a nothing of mm-hmm. nothing. It's so the movie opens up, like you said, with uh, various Polaroids of a white family, uh, missionaries, as we learn, uh-huh. hanging out with, uh, as we learn later on, Malaysian natives. Um, and to this movie's credit, it it is filmed on location in Malaysia. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you were saying it's 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 not shot very good, it's not shot very good, um but uh these this opening the opening credits really made me nervous because, yeah, you're right, yeah, you have all of these natives, uh-huh. as you were saying, and they're wearing like tribal masks, yeah and yeah, they look you know barbaric i and... was I was afraid we were gonna get like King Kong versus Godzilla shit, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. Um, fortunately, they drop that pretty quickly, and it, like the uh, the idea behind it, is kind of the catalyst. But they don't touch up on it too much. No. Um, but we cut to um, there's a man, uh, a dad who wants his help from his teenage son in the garage, but his teen is too busy looking at memes to yeah, yeah. do it. Teens always be on their phone, yep. especially when they're in their, like, late 20s. <laughs> yeah, so the dad is played, uh, or his name is David Burns. Um, he's played by Anthony Jensen, who has been in just an awful lot of Asylum flicks. Oh, well, that's always a good sign. <laughs> um, and, but more interestingly, so... You, you see the you see the teenager, uh, who we who we pretty soon learn is his name is Toby Toby, Toby Burns. He's our main main mm-hmm. character. Uh, he's he's looking at his phone and it ha- he he goes through it's like a, you know just a social media generic social yeah. media timeline kind of thing and he scrolls to a meme of some guy drinking two two liter sodas one saying I'm thirsty as fuck and and drinking them right. Um, this man. Is credited in the in on the IMDb page, <laughs> like as an actor. Nice. Um, and his name is Nathan Healy, who is in this movie credited as soda drinking meme. Okay. I looked into his IMDb page, and he has eight credited roles spanning from 2011 and 2022, and those roles are such classics as soda drinking man, soda drinking coach, soda drinking photographer soda-drinking dad, soda-drinking computer lab technician, and soda-drinking cult member. Wow. I tried my damnedest to learn what I could about this man and his soda-drinking career, but I was unable to drudge anything up. Yeah. Um. Because at first I saw that and I was like, oh, it's an it must be an actual meme that when they put it in there, they have to credit him. Yeah. But then I'm looking at these credits and it's like, Soda-drinking man, soda-drinking coach, photographer. It's like, no, I don't think that's it. Okay, you know how Brad Pitt always has to eat in his movies? Like, that's in his contract? Yeah, he has to eat yeah. He looks very good eating. And so this is like that, but dumb. It's so weird. Like, this man has one talent in Hollywood. And, and he's drinking is... soda, yeah. yeah. Um, these, these movies that he is credited in are in order, um, and in order of those titles, uh, Kid Hulk, Gold Fools... The Gallows, Slugger, Flicker, oh, The Gallows, I've actually, and heard of the Gal The Gallows Act Two, yeah. of course, Prey, and a movie called Held. Um, I've actually heard of The Gallows, so both of those, and and they're he, bad. <laughs> but those are the movies he's been in, and in every single one, he is soda drinking. Blank. That's so fucking weird. Um, Who the, is this man? So the only other thing that I could kind of put together is that I noticed that um, Travis Clough is. Uh, in this movie, he plays the little girl who we learn later on as Madeline. He plays her father. Okay. And he's a producer. And he produced every single one of those films that uh, that soda-drinking guy is in. So he's got to be this dude's friend or something. Has to be. Ha- has to be related in yeah. some way. I thought, but that was, it was bizarre. Like, that is bonkers. Like, I looked so hard. I want to know Nathan Healy's story. Like... <laughs> If, if Nathan Healy, if this comes across your desk, give me a call. I want to know your story. (laughs) Does he have a Twitter presence? Like, (laughs) can we LinkedIn this man? See, the problem is when I type in Nathan Healy, there are other people who show up. There's like doctors and dentists and like, there's all kinds of different, there are other social media people who go by Nathan Healy. There's like a YouTuber whose name is Nathan Healy, like... (laughs) <laughs> i could not find so i I would have to simplify nathan healy soda and then it would just come up with every single credited role like this like imdb it would show me on rotten tomatoes and on on uh wikipedia and whatever else but i could not find any other information about this man that is it's bizarre <laughs> yeah i i don't fucking know my dude so, anyway, back to our plot. Yeah, and that's a lot to go down, considering <laughs> I didn't even notice that picture was on the, like, I didn't even see that. <laughs> right, well, I, I remember watching the movie, like, while watching the movie, and I saw it, and I was just like, oh, you know, you don't look at that and think, oh, I wonder who that guy is. It's right. just Teen watch, teen looking at memes, done. But no, like, there's a story there. There's something <laughs> there, yeah. But anyway, um, so Dad is sad because Teen wants to just watch... Memes instead of working on, on watch, the car. Watch Soda Man. Watch. Um, <laughs> watch so the dad, drink a soda. So the dad goes out and uh, starts working on the car, and uh, suddenly, man in a monkey suit. Yeah. Drop scare <laughs> monkey. Yep. Um, and then there's another man there in a skeleton suit, like a little Halloween skeleton costume. Yeah. And they they beat the dad up, stab him, and steal his ride. Yep. Um, and like you said, we learned that uh, the the teenager's name is to- Tony. Tony uh, is Toby. Toby Burns. Uh, Toby is played by Logan Miller, who was in his mid twenties when he yeah. when this was filmed. I figured he was around there. Yep. Uh, he's from Colorado. Oh, good. So that he's a local boy for us. All right. Um, Home- hometown hero. But more importantly, he he ended up voicing uh, Vanessa Doofenshmirtz's boyfriend Johnny and Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> he also voices Nova in a lot of Marvel properties. That's weird. But uh, I he's... wonder which Nova. But he's best known for his role in the escape room movies. I haven't seen those, but once again I've heard good things. Yeah. That's where he's from. Okay. Um, so then we have and and I'm gonna be honest. Uh-huh. I actually really liked the editing of this opening bit from after his dad is is killed to the main chunk of the movie, because a lot happens in a very short amount yeah, of time, yeah. but they communicate it to us in a very clear and not like pandering way. Like it cuts from him doing like finding his father to him with count at counseling to him like i I really enjoyed that little segment because it was short it was quick to the point and it didn't try to shove it in my face yeah and it gets across a lot of information really quick yes um so yeah he's going going to counseling because you know yeah that's a traumatic thing yeah 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 but then he's on a sailboat uh... and he gets hit in the head well, the, his, his therapist encourages him to join this lost and found group, uh-huh. which is like, I guess takes traumatized kids and leaves them on islands for three days. Well, so the counseling program, this lost and found group, uh, it's a two-week program. Right, right. And the last step of it is to, yeah, camp on an island for three days alone To get in touch with yourself. Right. Which, like, this... Okay, so this is obviously where the problems start and kind of just... Continue. Yeah, like... Because they apparently do not scout these islands. They don't scout the islands. They just find islands. (laughs) And it's like, that's a good one. Yeah, there's like hundreds of islands. I forget the actual, uh, the name of the islands in Malaysia, Mm -hmm. like off the coast of Malaysia. Mm -hmm. But there are apparently tons of islands down there. And and they just choose a random island and dump a kid there. Yeah, which is... But it's like, assuming that, like, let's let's say, for instance, that those two weeks were not spent counseling and instead spent survivalist training... That's still not enough time. No. <laughs> you cannot learn how to be a survivalist in two weeks. And these are traumatized kids. Uh, like, yeah, I get, yeah. like, giving them time to think and process information. That's good. Yeah. You don't abandon them to the wild. <laughs> For three days. Three days and three nights on a random island in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. With a backpack, a single flare, like, a jug of water, and the... the the strategy of this counseling group is questionable at best. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to mention, though, like later in the movie, um, I forget exactly how Toby describes it, but he's explaining to uh, he's explaining to um, to Madeline later on about this lost and found program, and he doesn't say it's for counseling. Or grieving, right, he says yeah. it's for kids who have had trouble or something. Like he almost implies that it's for like, like uh, juvenile like a, delinquents. Yeah, like a scared straight program or something. Which yeah, doesn't work, but that's beside the point. I'm part of this uh, lost and found program. You heard of it? It's it's like this program for kids who mess up. I guess. I... Right? But yeah, it, and it's like, okay, is is the idea that Toby is blaming himself for his dad's death, it, like, is that what he's implying? Because if that's the case, I, I don't think this program is going to help him. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, this is bad counseling and everyone should get counseling, but this is bad counseling. Yeah. Counseling is very important and very good. If you are having any issues, any issues beyond just grief and yeah. even something minor, uh, even minor problems, things that you might think are not worth other somebody else's time, I guarantee you they're worth your yeah, time. Exactly. Counseling is very, very important. It is very, very good. Mental health is such a huge thing, and if your counselor strands you on an island, <laughs> that's bad counseling. Yeah. If you if your counselor says you have to survive for three days alone, maybe seek a different with counselor. With this tarp. <laughs> with, yeah, with a tarp. <laughs> yes. I also couldn't help but notice that all of the teens on this sailboat are in matching polos, which was very distracting to me. Okay, I have thoughts about the fashion in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. And I had to note that Toby looks absolutely miserable already. Yeah, yeah. Even before they dump him on this island. Like, clearly these two weeks of... Counseling. This is have... some this is Scientology shit, isn't it? <laughs> it's gotta be. It is not it it has got to be is a cult. This yeah, is they, straight they got up this, a cult. This kid involved with their uh what the sea track shit where <laughs> they just leave him on a boat and Honestly, that would have been a more interesting story. Wouldn't it have been? That like, would have been such a more interesting story. Almost like uh, freaking freaking Midsummer on an island. Yeah. Like, something. But, oh man. But anyway, um, so they, they dump Toby on this island and tell him they're going to be back in three days. There's only... Well, they. they. There's only one, there's only one person. Yeah. There's one. only one counselor. Her name is Kay. Uh-huh. And there's like, what, six kids? Seven kids? Something I like that? I didn't count them. I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> but Toby immediately gets to set... Sets to making a tent. And uh, immediately starts talking to himself. Like, immediately. And, He, he like, snaps before Kay's boat is in the distance. Yeah, like... And it's it's not even like him talking out loud. Like they even edit the movie to make it look like he's talking to himself. Yeah, they golem him on him. Yeah. It never comes up again. No, it does he not. He never does this again.
1: But like the, I mean the he only goes...
0: part where it kind of comes up again is um he like does the high five thing and then he later does that to Madeline. Yeah. But But even that still, is... right? Yeah. Um he builds his tent, by which I mean he throws a plastic sheet over a branch of some driftwood. Mm-hmm. and then immediately compliments himself on the excellent tent. Yeah. And I do mean that literally. He tries to high-five himself. Yeah, great tent. Yep. <laughs> um, and then he hears some noises out in the forest. It, to me, it sounded like a dog, or maybe a monkey. <coughs> Turns out it was coconuts. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound coconuts make, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah, he wanders out and he finds coconuts. And he he, con- he he just kind of nonchalantly wonders aloud if these coconuts are coconuts are organic. Yeah. Oh, coconuts. I wonder if they're organic. I think it was supposed to be a joke. It was not delivered like that. No. <laughs> um and he moves some brush and we got Dead Monkey scare under the brush. Yeah. Jump scare. Woo! Um, but while he's noticing this dead monkey, an alive monkey starts ransacking his camp. Yeah. <laughs> his quote-unquote camp. <laughs> just eats the food that they left him with, which I think was just, like, an apple and some crackers. Yeah, whatever. Something. It's the same, like, sort of meal you send a kidner- kindergartner to school <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's yes, supposed to last it's... this du- <laughs> this dude three days. Yep. Um. So now he's mad that the island is actually inhabited by monkeys, because he's, like and uninhabited my ass and it's like dude there's gonna be wildlife but that's like that's what gets me is that this group apparently does not scout these islands or they would have found the shit that's going on on this island Uh uh-huh but what if there was like i don't know a wild cat on this island or something like that like something something dangerous or what if like the monkeys would have had rabies or (laughs) like anything it's like wild boars are a problem yeah like come on people but no, they give this kid a backpack and say twenty-five okay. to forty feral hogs. <laughs> and this man does not have an assault rifle. He's, he's doomed. How is he going to protect his kids? <laughs> um, so he's mad, and he start he sits down and tr- starts using a flint and steel to light a fire. But he ends up like hurting himself trying to do it. And of course, in a fit of rage, throws the flint and steel into the water. Yep. This man is going to die. Yeah. Well, he even, like, makes fun of himself. Oh, great survival instincts, Toby. Uh-huh. Yeah, he does reflect on how dumb it was. But um, while he's looking through the water, he does cut himself. He cuts his foot on some seashells under the water. Yeah, like, pretty which, badly. Yeah, pretty badly. Um, We we see afterwards that these seashells and barnacles and stuff were growing on a tribal mask. And this, I thought this was going back to the, like, the stuff from the Polaroids. Right. Because it's like, oh, no, is like, is this going to be, like, a fucking... Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure bullshit where, like, somebody bled on this mask and it's gonna (laughs) go crazy? Like, what's... Well, I mean, that's honestly almost the implication because you see all the blood in the water and it's settling around the mask and you're like, oh no, the curse is unleashed or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't come up again. It doesn't come up again. It doesn't come up again. Um... Apparently he uses a tiny magnifying glass on a Swiss Army knife to start a fire after looking at the sun through it. After looking at the sun, so not just, o- not yeah. only did he start that fire, he lit his eyes on fire. <laughs> he blinded himself and then lit the fire. Um, and then we cut to him throwing up. Yeah, we this get to is see, the second time we get to see Toby puke so many times in this movie. Yeah, he puked on the uh, he puked on the sailboat right before getting hit in the noggin. Yeah, or right after he getting hit in the noggin. I right, right before, order. right before he was be- he was getting a. Uh, sick yeah yeah and well, now he's just getting sick sick no he's getting sick off of clams cuz he oh that's right he ate those he found those clams after he bled he's like oh clams so he ate raw clams before starting the fire <laughs> and then it was like oh no my tummy feels bad <laughs> who could have foreseen <laughs> so my entire thing throughout this movie is like okay he ate these bad clams he's sick He's having a fever dream. He's like, going to have is, hallucinations. This is brought on by food poisoning at this point. Like, he's freaking out. He's... None of the rest of this movie is happening. Kay's going to come back and just find him dead on the beach from from bad food poisoning. But no. No. No, that would have been more interesting, honestly. Yeah. Um. So that night, because it's night already, it, it jumped... This movie jumps from night to night The like, timeline of this movie is so hard to track down, because it's supposed to take place over three days originally. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like... Those how... three days go by quick. They go by quick. Yeah. Like And like in Sweetheart, where you feel the days... You actually feel the days she's, she's stranded on the island. Yeah, and yeah. this one is just kind of a thing. It's just not even... Well, it's not even a thing. Um. So that night, he's out in the wilderness in the middle of the night looking for something. I'm not really 100% sure. I think he's looking for something to drink or maybe eat. I don't know. But... Um, it would seem that someone else is out there with him because there's flashes, you know, you see some yeah. movement in the trees and they, they kind of move around. Um, and you see like a figure over his shoulder at one point. And right. Shit like and then, that. and then we get another jump scare that honestly actually got me. And I didn't think was half bad because it's one of those where you, you just see, like it shows a, a shot of the forest or something and you're looking and you don't see anything. And then part of the forest moves away really quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, one out of like 18, there's bad track so record many. no yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh he lights up a flare and passes out for some reason maybe because he's sick i don't know yeah <laughs> those clams i yeah. think those clams are responsible for most of this movie yeah uh he wakes up next to some coconuts and then hungrily drinks them um and he looks and there's a girl in the water <laughs> and he hides from her for some reason yeah cuz he's afraid of g- 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 girls uh we get another bad jump scare we do um, and he follows her and learns that she, like, had set a booby trap and got a boar with uh-huh. it. So, yeah, there's boars there on this island. There are boars. There are boars on this island. Uh, it's a tiny boar. Well, I, I imagine it came from a bigger boar. It <laughs> probably came from a bigger boar. We don't see a bigger boar. No, we don't. We do see goats later. We do. Um, but he does finally make contact with her, and she ends up taking him to a little, like, structure, like this kind of hut. Treehouse thingy. Treehouse thingy on a, yeah. that's built on a dam. Yeah. Uh, she tells him that the ba- the dam was built by the missionaries. Uh-huh. Um, and this is when he explains to her about this program for troubled teens. So, like I said, it's not counseling, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. But she tells him not to go back to his camp on the beach because it's dangerous. But then she kills a snake and advises him to stay close to the fire. Like, she she doesn't want him to go with her. Uh-huh but she doesn't want him to return to the like I don't know her it's it's very confusing um she does finally give her name which is Madeline like we've mentioned before mm-hmm. um and she is played by Christine Forseth who who hasn't really done anything of note I wonder why um that night again we're jumping really quick that night he repeats uh, he repeats the advice to himself like he's like stay really close to the fire stay close to the fire and then immediately stands up and walks away from the fire right yes um, but, oh, it's a dream about the monkey man stabbing him with a knife. Yeah. This is our third monkey jump scare in mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, okay. It was a dream. He didn't actually ignore the advice. He wakes up and then immediately ignores the advice right, yes. and gets up and walks away from the fire. Um, and he finds like a noise maker trap or something. Like there's like a weird gizmo that makes noise. Doesn't come up again. Um, and something starts to sneak up behind him and it is the, uh, the creature that you see on the cover of the movie. Yeah. But he looks back and nope, it's not there. And then it's day again. We're already on day two. Yeah. Um, and then he, he meets up with Madeline and explains to her that he saw this horned thing. So I guess he did see it. I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't understand. But the two of them then bond over dead dads. Yeah. Because her dad apparently also died. Um, And we learn that she's basically on this island with her mom, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, She notices the cut on his foot and takes him over to these, like, weird berries. And she squeezes the berry juice onto his cut foot. And then just kind of, like, smears the berry juice over his lower lip. And at first, it's a very, like, why... But then I guess we learn that, oh, it, it numbs. It's a it, numbing agent. It, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Okay, whatever. That was still a weird sequence, but... And it's a secret tool that we'll use for for later. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a montage of her teaching him how to survive in the wild. You know, over... on day, afternoon. On day two. Yeah. Of his survival trip. Over the course of the afternoon. And it turns him into uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, like Cameron makes a mention of that later. He's like, "You've been here three days, and you're Rambo." Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's you can't hang a lampshade on it and just play it straight. Like no. you, you gotta pick one, man. Yeah. Um, that night he's trying to explain to her the internet, and then he realizes that she doesn't even know what computers is. Yeah, ha 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 ha. That's our only joke in the movie. We get. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> it's not our only, but it's. Whatever. It's Um, up there. She arms him and warns him then that her mother might find him and kill him. Yeah. Like, she's she's walking into this... Like, I I don't know. It's like an entrance or something. There's a bunch of, like, sticks and bones hanging from trees, and, like, it looks like a... It's like an entrance to some sort of tribal thing. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna go in. You have to stay here. No following. And uh, she's like, yeah, I... I, I, if my mom finds you, she'll kill you. She'll kill you. Wait, yeah. Okay. Um. So it's already, it's playing up the mom as the bad guy. Yeah. As the bad guy. Yeah. Which, sure, whatever. Sure. Um, but then he tells her, like, I can't, I'm leaving in the morning. Tomorrow morning I'm going. Yeah. And then she gets really pissed She flips. She's like, oh my God, how come you didn't tell me that you were leaving? And it's like. Cause I've known you for an afternoon. <laughs> He did explain to you the uh this lost and found program, Madeline, like maybe you should have paid attention. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, she doesn't know what a program is. She's crazy island girl. Yep. Um but that night the, the Kay, the counselor, uh arrives that night for some reason. Like you're supposed well, to be there in the morning. She I, she says that she heard a scream. Yeah, she's off the coast, and I guess she was just getting there with plenty of time to be able to get there, but it's I don't know. Whatever. So she she thinks she hears a scream, so she decides to go ahead and uh, leave her sailboat unattended in the water and go onto the island yeah. and start looking around in the jungle in the middle of the night. Good idea. Because I think maybe she's realizing that dropping a bunch of teens off on an island is island. Well, she's island lost <laughs> like three already, so. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, Kay is played by uh, Jessica Lai, who is a casting director more than an actress. Okay. So she does a lot of casting directing, not so much actressing. Okay. I think she's perfectly fine in this movie. She, yeah. Um, but while she's looking around, uh, something or someone begins terrorizing her with flashlights. Yeah. Uh, she thinks it might be Toby. She, she thinks it's but, Toby fucking with her. With but... Her, but. Uh, she ends up dropping her flashlight, and as she goes to reach it and grab it, blue eyes kind of emerge in the mm-hmm. forest, and a black claw grabs her hand. And I remember thinking, like, oh, good, we're actually gonna get a creature. Yeah. Because up until now, it doesn't look like there's going to be a creature in this movie. It doesn't look like there's gonna be anything. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be, kid is lost on an island, finds an interesting girl, and they beat up her her scary mom. Right, right, like... And I almost honestly, I also expected her mom to be like voodoo witch kind of thing. Like I was expecting them to go that that racist route again. Yeah, yeah. But but we got we get this scene. and I'm like, oh cool, the the blue eyes. Like that's a cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I hesitate to call it an effect because it's just blue eyes in the darkness. But it's like, ooh, I'm in. something now. Yeah. Um. But of course, we cut away. And the next day, Toby goes to the beach for his pickup, but of course, it doesn't come. Uh, And he sees some debris in the water, and he kind of trails it and eventually finds the sailboat that has been capsized. Yep. Um, And then he sees a woman, somebody he doesn't recognize, who we can assume is Kay's mother, uh, kind of raiding the salvage. Madeline's mother. We don't know anything about Kay's mother. Yeah, who we can assume is Madeline's mother, who is uh, raiding the salvage. Um, and this woman is played by Jolie and uh, Jolene Anderson and doesn't get a name in this movie, so she's just credited as Madeline's mother. Okay. Um, she also played a role in a horror movie called Nazi Undead. Okay. And uh, a terrible looking movie with a really cool monster design called The Dust Walker, hmm. which I am very much adding to our, our Creature Crunch Great. list at some point because Great that cool. design looked really, really cool. Great. From the trailer. Uh-huh. It's going to be an awful movie. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, this woman is, is raiding a salvage. Now when you see this woman, like you, you at this point you've only heard about Madeline's mother. Mm-hmm. And Madeline and her mother have apparently been living on this island for a long time. And I know you have notes about this. I have yeah. notes about this. Yeah. The way that these two women are dressed does not give any well, credence like... to them being stranded on this island for any amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Like a few times when you see Madeline, she's dressed in, like, torn up furs and leathers and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, yeah, if, if they were surviving on an island, like, that's something they would be able to make. There's, there's We've seen wild boars and shit like that. They could make their own clothes. And then you see her dressed like she just walked from the Gap. No, I think you're misremembering. I don't remember a single bit of her wearing furs or anything. It, it, the very first scene, scene she's in, she's wearing like a tank top yeah, and yeah. like jean shorts. It's during the survival then, montage. She changes clothes. Oh, see, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to watch that again. Yeah. But but yeah, no, you're right. You're very much right. Like, it looks like she just walked out of a clothes store. Yeah. Like, and same thing with her mother. And she, it's not like she has one outfit. She changes outfits multiple times through this movie yeah. to different shirts and pants and shorts and stuff like that. And it's like, one where did these come from? <laughs> right? Because she, we learn later on she's been here since she was like six years old. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> and why are they in like immaculate condition? Uh-huh. It, I could see if like they were, okay, we're scavenging from people who come to this island. Right, right. M- maybe I could see that if everyone who came to this island was a teenage girl. <laughs> maybe. But they're in great condition like they were pulled right off the rack. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they're wet a lot of times, like they tried to... Yeah. The the, the the costuming in this tried to make them look old. Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. I don't want to blame costuming because at the same time you look at Toby and then later on you find another survivor, Cameron, Yeah, and their clothes look like they've actually been through an ordeal. Yeah. To- Toby looks like he's been through some shit. He's got rings around his eyes, like he looks kind of haggard and exhausted. Right. Madeline has really shiny hair, and I know. Like, <laughs> like she doesn't have a speck of dust on her. Which I mean, I guess kind of plays into the twist we learn at the end of the movie. Like maybe it's a supernatural thing, but that does not explain the clothes. No, it doesn't explain the clothes or her mother because her mother's the same way. Yeah, yeah. Her mother looks fine. Yeah, like <laughs> like they're <laughs> just they're just wandering through the woods, and the village is actually like yeah, a, a, a mile of Abercrombie like... on the other side of the island. <laughs> like. So anyway, um, so he sees her going away from the boat and he swims into the boat to retrieve some flares and he finds Kay's body Uh huh. for some reason. I don't know why it's it's there. there. Um, and then we have this moment where like the door closes behind him while he's in there as it's sinking and somehow gets jammed and he can't get out. And then when he does finally get out, his pants get caught on the, the door handle and it's like. He's going to survive. There's no tension. No. I, like, what if was... he did die, though? <laughs> what if that was just the end of Toby at that right? point? That would be more interesting. It would make an interesting movie. It yeah. That would flip it on its head. That's a twist I'm here for. But no. no. I mean, we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's back in the woods. He finds Kay's flashlight and eventually approaches this entrance thing. He goes inside. And it's a really tense scene where you're like, oh, some shit's going to happen but it's a cave and there yeah, are bats there are bats and we get a bat scare and like i i have to ask like do you think there is any cruelty to animals on this set cuz those bats <laughs> lo- look kind of distressed they I, and they're they're definitely real bats they're definitely real bats and there's that fish that they spear earlier yeah and I, I don't know if this is the kind of movie that would have the budget for a fake dead fish. Or a fake dead monkey. Yeah. I'd really rather not speculate. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got a, I got a bad feeling myself. Yeah. And I did not watch the credits to see if there was a, uh, a disclaimer, a at, disclaimer at, the at the end. I might have to in post, but uh, I don't know. Because I, I have a bad feeling myself I, on I that really, front. I really hope not. But, no, those bats are very much distressed. Um, We get a bad bat jump scare. Yeah. And the whole point of this sequence is for him to find these wall paintings, Uh which also give us a a jump scare. Yeah. How do you jump scare with a wall painting? I don't know, but this movie tries it. And the second fucking Silent Hill movie did it with a toaster, so. (laughs) (laughs) But... This entire sequence goes nowhere Nowhere. and gives nothing. Yeah. All we see is that there's a wall painting on, there's like a cave painting on the wall of a big scary face. A big scary face and a weird symbol that reminded me of the Xanathar symbol from from D&D. Oh, yeah. That's it. There we we go. That's all we get. So, um, he also, like, after he he leaves the cave, he does find what looks to be like a burned down abbey or a church and a burned crucifix. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I guess kind of comes back, um, but I then he know. he goes and he also finds uh, he sees the the woman um, Madeline's mother uh, hunting a goat. Yeah, um, and he eventually finds their hut, like their actual home, which I have also notes on because this house is one of those like oh survivalist island houses where it's it's made of sticks and there's gaps everywhere. There's yeah. no you know there's no privacy. It's just like a big spooky looking. Survivalist house, but later on, when her when her mother and Madeline are talking to each other, they're talking like suburban, like white women. Like, don't I told you not to leave the house, and like, you need to stay here and do your chores. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so bizarre. It's weird. Um, and yeah, this is when I noted that we're already halfway through the movie, and very pretty much nothing has happened. Not no, yeah. very little. Um, they find Kay died. yeah he finds Kay's backpack in there, several passports for reasons I. I don't understand. Maybe, maybe the implication is supposed to be that they have done this, like captured stuff from people or salvage. I don't know. If that's the implication, they need to have more. Yeah, like because I completely forgot about this passports thing until just now oh, when I was we, reading my notes. And when he's hiding under the bed, we see a head. We well, see someone's head. Well, it's it's not even just someone's head. It's the it's a goat head, or it's the thing that he saw in the middle of the he night. He sees that mask, and then there oh. there is like a corpse under the bed. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, he also sees a, the Polaroid of the missionary family right. that has kept surprisingly well over the past 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a gas can that'll That's important. Yeah. That's yeah, another but, secret tool that'll come in handy for later. Yep. Uh, and he finds a radio and he calls for help on the radio and briefly makes contact with someone that doesn't really go anywhere unless maybe that's why the boat. I, at I the think end, that's I why know. the boat at the end comes. That makes a little bit more sense, but, um, but yeah, Madeline and her mother come home and this is where we get that, that banter between the two that it's just like, this is just completely removing It's me a teenage girl and her mom and Yeah, and they're in Yeah, they, they, they've taken these two women and filmed them in the jungle and that's it right. <laughs> I... You left the door open again Yes, I know you told me a hundred times And you still don't listen You don't ever listen to me It's not true, Madeline I'm done talking about this. Go fetch some water before dinner. From now on, you stay around the house. Why? Because you can't be trusted. Is that clear? If you see anyone, you tell me right away. Is that clear? Madeline. Fine, sorry. Madeline, yes? Fetch some water. You're 16. You have to trust me. I'm your mother. If this was a better movie, I would say that's the point. It's but no. it's not. It's just bad writing. It's very, very bad writing. Um after he like he hides from them and eventually gets away and and then uh like grabs Madeline out of sight of her mother. Right. I don't know how. There are gaps in the in the frickin' walls of this place that I don't think you could hide from anybody, but no. uh and he she tells him that she'll meet him on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, because she kind of decides she wants to go with him. Yeah. She wants to get away from her mother. Uh, so he goes and waits and builds a new shelter. I don't. I guess he decided that the tarp was just not good enough. I can't blame him. He probably couldn't find the tarp. But, but he, u- he utilizes his two weeks of counseling and afternoon of survivalist training to build a surprisingly sturdy shelter uh-huh. and set a, uh, a decent trap, like the one that uh, Madeline used to kill the boar earlier. And he spears a fish. Um, Yeah, he's a survival expert after all that. That's Uh, how that works. He builds a pyre, and the transition from the pyre being unlit to being lit made it look like he was a wizard from a low-budget 80s movie. Yeah, yeah. Like an 80s fantasy movie. It was really, really bad. There are parts when this movie looks like it was edited with a butcher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Madeline shows up, and he tells her his suspicions that her mother killed Kay. And... And hit, her response is to immediately lay her head down on his lap. Yeah. Just, like, this is weird. Um, and she, she... Like, Madeline goes into hormone overdrive <laughs> in the last, like, 20 minutes of this movie. She uh, she tells him the story, finally. Um, we get flashbacks revealing that she's the little girl from the Polaroids at the beginning. Holy shit, who would have guessed? Yeah, I know. Um, and she's really trying to have a personality throughout all of this. Like, she's telling this story. Yeah uh she's trying her best to have a personality
1: but all Doesn't she, quite get
0: there no it makes her cry a single tear yeah um a single tear that will cure the ghost of its curse nope. <laughs> um the next morning uh like they Toby hears a plane he tries to flag it down, but they miss him and he's running along the beach and he sees a big watchtower along the beach that was just there apparently apparently um it's actually a lighthouse uh, it's got a signal light, but it needs gas. It needs gas. And he flashes back to when his dad taught him about cars, because lighthouses not even the cars of the sea. <laughs> cars of the sea. Cars of the deserted islands. Yeah. Um, And it's not even flashing back to his dad DJing about to fix the car. It's flashback to his dad saying, do you want to drive the car? Yeah, yeah. My eight-year-old son? <laughs> I guess he's probably 12. I don't know. I don't, eight to 12-year-old. I don't know. Like, like, if we go by how old the actor is, he's like, what, in his late teens at this point? <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, that's it. And he has this flashback and he, uh, he finds the gas tank of the lighthouse Uh and unscrews the cap. And like, I remember watching, I am not a super intuitive movie when I'm watching movies. You're not a super intuitive movie when you're watching movies. I am not a super intuitive person when I'm watching movies. I'll be the first to admit, Uh but even I, when he was like, he pulls up the gas cap and I'm like, Oh, it's a gas tank. It's out of gas. That's why it's not working. Yeah. And he sniffs it and he has this flashback. And it shows, like, in the flashback, his dad is gassing up his car. And it's like, oh, thanks, movie. I didn't put that together. And so then even after that flashback, he straight up says, it's gas. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God. I (laughs) know. Like, movie, I got it. Yeah, we we got the point, my dude. Yeah, he has to say it out loud just to drive it in. Make sure that the audience knows that this is a gas can Uh and and a gas container and it is empty. He should have like, I don't know, made little car noises while going. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have no room for room juice. I uh, I needed I needed a monologue of him talking back and forth to himself and explaining yeah, to yeah. his alter ego. While flashing back to his dad telling him what gas is. Yeah, like <laughs> gas makes things run. You see this tank, it is empty. This tank is a gas tank there is no gas in here if we put gas in here it will work we can use this but there it needs to be gas there is gas at madeline's mother's place i saw the gas tank if we take that gas tank and put the gas in this gas tank it will no longer be empty and then we can start the lighthouse because it'll have gas now son don't forget what gas does (laughs) after i die and it's your fault (laughs) that's a that's a good yeah (laughs) son if i ever die (laughs) if i ever die (laughs) if i if i should die son no (laughs) no two things one gas makes things go and two you did it it was your fault (laughs) 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 maybe that's why he's so messed up we never really got a good look at like what his dad does other than car so (laughs) Um, that night he leaves the lighthouse cause again, everything, every scene is an entire day. Yeah. Um, and he, he's been is, here what a week now? It's, it, it, they say six days. Yeah. Um, but another person shows up in the forest from the program and this is Cameron. But, um, and Cameron was like the only person on the boat at the start of the movie who talked to him. Yeah. And it was, it, he was just like. I know, kind of like, ah, nice fall and stuff like that. Like at the start, like yeah, kind of was... just ragging him for falling off the boat, even like since he's safe. Yeah, but that, yeah, no, that's that's Cameron's personality, and yep. now he's on this island. I don't know how he, how he got from this island from his own island. He made a canoe. He said, "Oh, did he? I didn't catch that." <laughs> okay, or like he, he found uh, found a canoe or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody came to pick me up, so I got on a canoe and and went over here and it's like, Okay, cool, let's get in that canoe and go somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> No, instead they uh they, they, they have this plan to do the lighthouse thing. Yep. Um Cameron is played by uh Fadiso Dintwe. I'm probably butchering his name. Couldn't tell Fadizo you. Fadiso Dintwe, who didn't do a whole lot before or after this. Okay. Um that night they're discussing the lighthouse and Toby explains that he won't leave without Madeline. And Cameron suggests, and this is when Cameron's like, dude, you've been here for six days and you're a freaking Rambo. What the hell? Uh-huh. Uh And Cameron suggests that they might not be alone. There might be more people other than just madeline and her mother and this is when tony toby says no i've explored the whole island and i'm sure that they are the only other people here yeah this entire island I've, yeah. I've... he's explored it which is why he only found the lighthouse and cameron just now yeah yeah and he didn't find the abercrombie and finch on the other side of the island so i, <laughs> yeah, I really he's... can't trust there are, this guy. there are gaps in his uh, topography <laughs> um cameron makes a comment about madeline and we learn that toby is very protect- protective of her for yeah. reasons Beyond Because he's, he's got his horn on. He's a yeah. teenager. He's got his horn on. She laid her head in my lap. She pretty girl. Never she, met girl. She gave me a tear. <laughs> and now I am no longer a cyborg pirate ghost. <laughs> uh, Toby sneaks into Madeline's house and is ambushed by her mom. And uh, her mom seems to be pretty amicable and wants yeah. to just chat. But Toby runs away and she chases after him and gets hit by his trap that he had sprung Uh or that he had set. And he's like, hell yeah, I killed you evil mom. Yep. But with her dying breath, uh, she says that Madeline killed her husband and Kay. Uh, and we get a flashback and explanation that she was possessed by a demon or something like, yeah, this is where it starts to go back a little bit to the racist thing where she, she kind of mentions how the, the natives here were offering, giving offerings to their deity or demon Uh or whatever this is and then madeline went in and got possessed by it and madeline killed everybody and burned down the church she didn't kill her mom no we're not really sure why it's never explained um yeah she just didn't like (laughs) she just yeah she just didn't um and now uh in these flashbacks though uh and we've seen her a few times young madeline is played by vela clough Okay. who is the producer um, and Toby's father. Uh, excuse me. she She's all those things? <laughs> she's all of those. No, young Madeline is played by Vela Clough. Now, if you will remember, Travis Clough, her father is the producer and plays Toby's father in this movie. Oh, okay. So, nepotism. Nepotism. Um, And the IMDb, the only IMDb trivia about this movie is that this is Vela Clough's debut. Cool. It was so she's going to have a long and illustrious career in yeah. front of her, I can assume. Yeah. No, and it was almost assuredly written by Travis Klob. This trivia was sure, written yeah. by him. <laughs> yeah, she has not been in anything else. Okay. I mean, I know it's only been a couple of years. This movie was filmed in 2016, I think I said. I think it said. Um, it's 2016, been? 2017. Yeah, so it's been five, six years at this point. Yeah, and she's not credited as anything else. But anyway, yeah, so she killed everybody except her mother. Again, we, we don't know why. And her mother does inform Toby that it doesn't like the light, which, other than us being told that, has not come up once. Nope. Um, and and also begs the question, like, why was why did Madeline tell Toby to stay near the light when she herself wouldn't want it? Like, it's it's so baffling. It's one of those things where it's like, are, are they trying to imply that Madeline is fighting against her the, possession? Right. If that's the case. This is the only sign of it we get, really? Yeah, there's nothing else anywhere else in the movie about that. Yeah, it's... But also, know. like, we see her walking around in broad, broad daylight, yeah, yeah. so clearly the light, the light does not bother her. Other than maybe, like, she's possessed only at night. But then again, it's never... It's not really indicated. We can guess. Yeah, we can this. guess, but yeah. it doesn't really give us that. Um, we can guess, and the movie isn't interesting enough for me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess... Uh, Madeline's mother does finally die. So that dying Eventually breath takes was a, a long yeah, time. Yeah, that, that dying breath was pretty long. Um, and then we find Cameron alone and is being stalked. Um, and he finds a skull and is attacked by what I describe as a ghost zombie thing in the woods, which turns out to be Madeline, I guess. Um, and we see then it cuts to Madeline's, uh, a, a possessed Madeline, um, appearing and dragging her mom's body, body towards Toby. Uh-huh. Um. And to be fair, the effect... I think the effect of, like... There's this this effect of uh, her in the darkness and she's got these really, like, Mm -hmm. dead-looking eyes with kind of a blue glow to them and this really horrific face. And as she passes into the light, it goes to her face. I thought that was pretty well done. It looks fine. But, yeah, uh, Toby is like, I killed your mom for us. And Madeline is very happy about this. And they kiss. And they they begin a make-out session. They, They do a kiss. Which, considering, like she would have been around 16 18 or so when this was filmed he was in his late 20s no no um she uh even though her character is uh-huh. 16 in this movie uh i looked into her her birthday no she's 23 okay. 22 okay so it's not like as bad that. as no as it? no, no okay. it's not creepy cuz i got worried for a moment there no, cuz she no. doesn't look she the doesn't same but no count. she was, she was born in like the early 90s Okay. so okay. it's it's perfectly acceptable okay that's um great. But uh, yeah, they kiss, and Toby is very uncomfortable about this, because now he knows. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get growling kiss noises. Yeah. I'm going to be splicing that in. Um, Cool. I'm going to splice it in, and keep in mind, audience, this is them kissing. This is the sounds of them kissing. Um, also while they're kissing, like she's covered in blood. She's got a bunch of blood on her yeah. chin. When I assume done... it's from her mom. But... Well, I thought it was for, it was either from her mom or, or from, from Cameron. Cameron. That's true. But like, she's covered in blood. And then like when she, after the kiss, she's covered in even more blood. Yeah. And I think it, that's just a continuity makeup error. I'm pretty sure. But, um, <laughs> he squeezed it out of her like a juice. <laughs> uh, she grows sharp teeth and attacks him for some reason, but yeah. he knocks her out with a quick blow to, to the head and. As she's laying there, he just squeezes the numberries into her face. <laughs> Why do I have the note back to her horse? I don't... House! It was supposed to be house. Okay. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> that That stopped me cold. All right, so Toby goes back to her house for some reason. Yeah. I guess probably to grab the gas can, because he, that's what he, he does. But before he grabs the gas can, he cleans himself up, because that's important. That's very important, yeah. Um, And, like... We, we see her laying near the fire and she doesn't seem to be having any issues with it. Like, she's she's laying there and she doesn't seem to have, be having any issues being near the fire. Yeah. Um, and then we flash back to Toby's dad again in case we think that he doesn't know how to start an engine because he yeah. uh, he, he, he fills the gas tank with, or he fills the, the lighthouse with the gas. Um, but of course, this is a crank, not a car. Like, it's an actual huge hand crank. Um, Also, the gas apparently greased the lever so that it would actually crank, because earlier he couldn't even get it to turn. But once he put gas in it, it was just like, oh yeah, this is easy now. Um, And then it's also a good thing that the light bulb didn't burn burn out or break in the countless years that the lighthouse has been sitting here. (laughs) Um, And Madeline wakes up because a quick blow to the head and a little bit of berry juice isn't enough to stop her. Yeah. And then Toby descends the, the lighthouse... With the gas can, I don't know why he's even bothering bringing it down. But th- I thought the idea was he was gonna try and light her on fire or something. Maybe, but, maybe, but it doesn't work out because no. the uh, the stairs inside collapse and the gas can gets knocked down and starts pooling in the the building. Another tool that we'll use later. Um, and this fucking movie is a Chekhov's gun warehouse. It really is because he also then notices that he, he like he touches some more berries that are in a bit growing wild in this uh-huh. lighthouse for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. So, now we are established that there are more of these berries in here. Yep. Um, He wants to leave. Like, he starts walking towards the door, but it slams shut because apparently uh, Madeline has poltergeist powers as well. Yeah. And then a hand grabs him from behind and throws him. Uh, He's reaching for the berries. He can't grab them. Um, They fight. She's got some really long fingers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... She squeezes berry juice into his eyes during that this That was kind fight. of funny. Yeah, and he can and he, only, he can only kind of see now, so he, like, stumbles over to a sink that's in the bottom of this lighthouse filled with gross water, and he starts, like, trying to wash it out of his eyes. Enjoy and he, your Legionnaire's disease, yep. friend. <laughs> and in there, he also finds a jagged mirror shard. Um, They fight more. The door is open. There's it, a little... Like, it, it's, it's a really weird... It's a bad fight. It's a it's, very, very bad fight. Yeah. Like... I noticed that like every time she fight like when she's attacking him, she'll come out of the out of nowhere to fight him, like grab him, dodge an attack and then vanish. And then repeat. Yeah. Or every now and then she'll grab him and throw him. Yeah. And then vanish. And then repeat. Um It's so they don't have to like show her too much. Yeah. Or have her kill him. Right. Because it's like she's killed everybody else just by touching them, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but um so he starts stumbling to the door and then there's this little girl crying there it's little little Madeline. Little little Madeline um, from the photograph. Yeah it's oh but wait it's Demon Madeline. It is. It was 100% pointless this yeah. whole thing. It's not like we we didn't know that that's who that was. Like uh-huh. they're not going to just drop a little girl on us in the middle of the movie especially like considering we have seen the the photographs at this point.
1: And we know flashbacks. who this is.
0: Even Toby knows who this yeah, is. Yeah he saw the pictures he's heard the story. Yeah but I don't know. It's just bad. Um, she does eventually, finally grab him uh, and starts, like, choking him uh-huh. and shows him her mouth. I don't know why. And he starts getting these, like, the black veins through his face and stuff. Like, I thought maybe that she was, like, trying to possess him And Yeah, yeah, exactly. That doesn't come back. No. Um, but he has that shard of mirror, and he uses it to reflect the lighthouse light into her eyes and so that blinds her and makes her recoil, one of her many weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. And then the building gets lit on fire from the torch, and he closes her inside. There's a boat coming, he uh, he begins swimming out to the boat, but then suddenly demon Madeline is in the water with him. Yeah. And then it cuts to the boat, and they have a figure, like they, yeah, they've rescued a figure, you can't see their face. This is just like with, with, with little Madeline in the in the lighthouse, it's like... We know what this is. We know what this is. We know who this is. We know exactly who this to is. To be fair, I thought it was going to be Toby, and I thought it was going to—they were going to pull the hood back and have him like, "Oh, I'm possessed now." Oh, see, I but I, no, I, it's not. They pull the hood back, and it's Madeline. Yeah, it's Madeline. Dun dun dun. And she gives a little "hoo hoo hoo," I escaped. Smile. Yeah, and then and the credits roll, and the end and credit music—we are assaulted by this music. <laughs> the end credit music is way more intense than anything else in this movie. Yeah. it's... <laughs> some butt rock man <laughs> and that was whatever the fucking, hell that was that was what was the fucking Prey this prey. movie 2019's Prey <laughs> not the good one not the less bad one not the not other the, one not, not the Prey not not the okay video game not the really good video game yeah um yeah nothing nothing it's it's this is the bad one yeah Prey the bad one um <laughs> it's it's so dumb holy fuck it's bad yeah so, with that, uh, we're going to cut over to our crunch. Um, we'll make this one mercifully quick. All the things All right, so welcome yep. back to Creature Crunch. What do you what you, you got for us here, man? So um, I'm not going to lie, like three-fourths through this movie, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, what am I going to do? This movie's <laughs> giving me nothing. <laughs> Fortunately, the last like act does give me a little bit to work with, uh-huh. um, so I came up with what I call the Cluftergeist, <laughs> so it's, it's named after producer and young Madeline actress. All right, that's a good name. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it is a the Cluftergeist is a medium humanoid, chaotic evil. Uh, Cluftergeist here has ten AC, uh, an average hit points of forty five, and a speed of thirty feet. Okay. Um, the only noticeable uh, attributes um, sh- they've got ten in dexterity, intelligence, and wisdom, but I gave him a fourteen in strength because we see them throwing right. like we see Madeline throwing people around. A a 16 in Constitution, because, I mean, the fire doesn't kill her. Nope. And a 16 in Charisma, because she, I mean, that's her whole shtick, is seducing Toby, I think. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Um, But I gave her skills in Deception, um, Stealth, and Survival. Okay. Because those make sense. Yes, they do. Uh, She's got Damage Resistances to Cold and Necrotic, because I kind of based this a little bit off of both Undead and uh, Ghosts. Like zombies and ghosts. Oh, from okay. like wait, what? From, from D <laughs> yeah, and D, yeah, yeah. They are they are resistant to well, cult necrotic, right? Got but it. I gave her uh, damage vulnerabilities to fire and poison. Okay, uh, poison because the, oh, the numbing. Berries. Yeah, the berry juice. And there's not a whole lot in D and D. Like most most monsters in D and D are actually immune to poisons. Exactly, I thought this yeah. was going to be kind of interesting. Um, Language is in common and a challenge rating of one eighth. Oh boy. Because of her traits. Okay. I gave her the Undead Entity trait. Uh, the Cluftergeist is considered to be an undead in addition to its other types. Okay. It's got Light Sensitivity. Okay. has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks that rely on sight while it is in Bright Light. Um, then I gave it a trait called The Light. It burns. If the Cluftergeist is in total darkness and then is exposed to Bright Light within one round, it is blinded until the end of its next turn. Okay. And then I gave it the Poison Weakness. The Cloptergeist is considered paralyzed while it is subjected to the poison condition. Jesus. And then finally I gave it the Can't Fight Face-to-Face trait. The Cloptergeist cannot deal damage unless it has advantage on its attack roll. Holy shit. (laughs) Because every time that it does anything in the movie, it is a surprise attack. Every time that somebody is looking at it and, like, ready for it to attack... It doesn't. It can't. She can't hit them. (laughs) So... And her only three actions are grab, which is a plus four uh, to hit melee we- weapon attack. Um, and on a hit, no damage is done, but the target is grappled with an escape DC of 12. Uh-huh. She can bite, which is a plus four to hit, uh, dealing an average of four, 1d4 plus two piercing damage. And then she can change shape. The Cluftergeist magically polymorphs into a smaller medium humanoid or back into its true form. Its statistics are the same in each form. Any equipment is wearing or carrying isn't transformed and it reverts to its true form if it dies. Neat. And that's it. That's my Kleftergeist. What a depressing ghost. <laughs> yeah. This this is simply the easiest ghost your party will ever face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was very underwhelmed by the monster in the movie. And I was I underwhelmed I, by the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's underwhelmed by the movie. So I'm gonna underwhelm with my Kleptergeist. But I still think that I managed to get that marquee trait in there. <laughs> no, that's that's very funny. I like that a lot. <laughs> Alright. Um well, I appreciate that, Chris, because goddamn, I had so little to work on. There and... was so nothing. Yeah. This was also about halfway working through the stat block. I had the horrible realization that I have to do the kibbles for this. Yeah, you do, buddy. So I ain't helping with that one. <laughs> um, but with that, uh, let's move on. Let's look. Let's look forward towards a brighter future. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, what are we doing in two weeks? Okay. Well, I had kicked around the idea of hurting you. <laughs> After subjecting me to this You and your wife Chris you cannot hurt me You can't hurt What hurts itself <laughs> I cannot kill you In any way that matters <laughs> um, But then I was like I really don't want to watch Two shitty movies Back to back Cause I got some shit In my pocket That will make your eyes bleed I know I But know. No I ain't afraid So I decided like Let's just watch something Fucking bonkers Okay uh, We're gonna be watching Life Force From 1985 I'm not familiar with that one. It's about space vampires, Matt. Patrick Stewart's in it! I'm on board. Okay, so, Life Force, 1985, two weeks from now. Look forward to that. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate your support and your attention, quite frankly. Yep. Um, We've got a bit more of attention uh, over the past uh, couple weeks, I've noticed. Yeah. Um I've been doing a little bit more promotion on the Twit Twats, and uh, we got the Tumblr started up, so that's yep. been helping. Yep, we have we have a Tumblr officially. Um, I think gonna... I'm the only person following it, but whatever. My, um, my Tumblr account that I haven't used in like six years. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we've got a Tumblr, um, so you can follow us on Tumblr at Creature at Creature Crunch, just we like need anything else. Can to just else. make like a link tree or a card or something that has? all the good contact information on it. Well, I've got all of our contact information in the descriptions of the episodes. Yeah, I know, so. but still, it'd just be handy to have. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, there's that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Creature Crunch. Uh, email us, Podcast at gmail.com if you would like to get a hold of us in any other way um i mean there there are plenty of ways of getting in touch with us mm-hmm. uh, if you have any recommendations feedback if you use any of these monsters if you whatever just let us know we've We'd actually had hear. the opportunity to uh, play test a couple of our yes. of our boys yes i did play test a few of them and realized how bad and how broken some of the earlier monsters we did were uh-huh. um but i've already made i'm making notes um okay. but yeah no uh we've had a, some fun time to play test them and they're fun i'll yeah. tell you that dms they are actually really really fun to run uh I liked watching the uh, the Shambler go to town. Yeah, we that did the, the Unearthly Shambler and the Monster. From Metamorphosis. Monst- Yep, and we did the Unearthly Shambler, and then I we did the Monster Rose Blob, which yeah. is from uh, the Kibbles from the Blob episode, yeah, way so, back in episode 3. So those have been, been, been playtested. Those have been playtested. I've playtested the Big Man uh, because I, I reskinned oh, yeah, did, him. I reskinned him in a campaign. Um, I've playtested the Wicked Wagon. Yes. Um, we playtested the Gargantode. From yes, the, uh, I remember that he didn't last very long. Yeah, the but... Gargantode was from our uh, Love and Monsters critter kibbles. Uh-huh. Um, I've play tested the Frogstrosity, which from is the uh, kibbles from Metamorphosis, mm-hmm. um, and we've we've play tested a couple of magic items that we've created yeah. over on the Patreon as well. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're super fun, so I definitely encourage you checking them out. And if you have any feedback or if you do use them, let me know. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, su- please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, for uh, $5 a month, you can join our Swamp Heap level and get our exclusive Critter Kibbles episodes, which are basically more content uh, for if, each episode. If you're more into the D&D side of things than the us talking about the movie sides, um, I can't recommend the Patreon enough in that front because that's where you're going to find the bulk of that. Right. And uh, we did just two weeks ago release um, for our anniversary Kibbles. We released that on the main feed. You probably saw that. Uh, It's a lot longer of a Kibbles episode than we normally do, but that's a good example of what kinds of things you can expect. Right. Um, But besides that, I mean, it just helps support us, and we'd really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't want to spend the $5 a month, which I understand is kind of a swingy thing, um but would still like to support us there's the one dollar a month fur buddy level it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't give any exclusive content at least right now as the time of are recording but it supports us it helps us out it helps us recoup the cost of renting and buying these movies except for this one since it was in fact, <laughs> this one was free, free on youtube yeah so uh but yeah it does absolutely help um and general maintenance and stuff i've had to replace the cords on my microphones a couple times now um, yeah that was a bummer <laughs> but uh but yeah no it, it absolutely helps we'd really really appreciate it um but if not, like you said, just listening to this, listening to the episodes is great. We love you. Um, Whoa, hey, I love you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, don't get me involved in this. I'm terrified of commitment. <laughs> um, and with that, uh, if you want to reach out to us individually, uh, Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Library C. That's C E E. I mean, I guess you could technically use the same thing on Tumblr, but I haven't updated that in about six years, but who knows what the future holds? <laughs> right? And, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Danny underscore hamstake. Um, I'm also slightly resurrecting my Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> Right now, it's the underscore best underscore disguise, I think. I don't even remember what my old Tumblr handle I can't was. I'm going to be changing man. it to Danny Hamstake. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I changed mine to uh, The Library C. The Library C, like uh, several moons ago, like, because Twitter was actually pissing me off. And I was like, I need to go somewhere else. I'll go back, <laughs> I'll go back to Tumblr. Everybody loves Tumblr. And I was like, oh, this doesn't load well on my work computer.
1: <laughs> I'll go do something else.
0: <laughs> but there you are. We're, we're out there. Uh, feel free to yell at us or get in touch with us there. Uh, And with that, we will see you next time.